الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته يا مرحبا بكم We welcome you again to another episode of Everyday Sunnah In this episode, Bithnillahi Ta'ala, we want to tackle a problematic concept that is illustrated by a statement that unfortunately we hear often from the Muslims or from many of the Muslims we should say in this day and time in which we are in and that is a statement well, I think it's okay Now, unfortunately, this is a statement that you hear upon the tongue of many Muslims in these troubling times. This statement is problematic. And to say that is, in fact, an understatement. This statement is a very dangerous statement. And this statement starts to unravel. And you start to see how this statement doesn't have any firm foundation. In fact, it has no foundation. It doesn't have a foot to stand on, let alone a leg to support that foot. When a person who hears this statement immediately asks the very simple question, based on what, you see the statement starts to unravel. Well, I think it's okay. Yeah, based on what? Based on what do you deem it to be okay? Based on what do you deem it to be permissible? You saying that it's okay and that you think it's okay, based on what? Now... When a person says this statement, it is clear that they are saying the statement and the statement is baseless. It's not upon anything from proof and evidences. And that which points to it is the fact that they say, I think it's okay. Now, do you know what the old folk used to say? Thinking comes from not knowing. Because if you know, then you wouldn't use these words, I think. You will say, no, it is okay And then you will give this, its basis based upon the statement of Allah, so on and so forth. Based upon the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, so on and so forth. This is this was the way of the companions, and this is what they used to do, as seen here, illustrated, so on and so forth. So when you say, "Well, I think it's okay," this is an indication that that is emanating purely from your opinion, and your opinion is not a verified. Nor, uh, what, what would you say? It is not a proof and evidence in which we, we, we will take. Your opinion is not a proof and evidence. This is not an authentic and verifiable source. This is not a source of our religion. What you think is not a source of our religion. Just like what I think is not a source of our religion. Just like what he or she thinks is not a source of our religion. Our religion is based upon, Allah said, the Prophet ﷺ said, this was the way of the companions. This is what our religion is based upon. It's not based upon what I think and I feel. Now, and it's important that we understand that. Especially for those who are new to Islam. Those who have just recently entered into Islam. None of us have accepted Islam to follow the whims and the opinions and desires of this one and that one. And likewise, none of us have entered into Islam to follow what we think. Right? Because if that was the case, then why submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Figure it out yourself. 
if you figuring out yourself was something that was an option, if you figuring out yourself and whatever you thought would then therefore be the standard, then you would have just made up whatever you wanted to make up. But the mere fact that you have submitted yourselves into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we understand that what that is not based upon what we think and what we feel in our desires, but is based upon what a standard that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He has sent down. And hence, when we reflect upon the meaning of what Islam means, then we understand and we see this becomes clear. Al-Istislamu lillah bit-tawheed wal-qiyadu lahu bita'a wal-bara'a min al-shirk wal min al-mushrikeen that we submit ourselves unto Allah with true monotheism na'am, and by being compliant to his commands and by freeing ourselves and disavowing ourselves from the polytheists and from polytheism and from, from the polytheist. So when we look at this, then we see it's clear that we submit ourselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And submitting ourselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we submit to the commands when we hear them. Is that we do not proceed ourselves in making uh, rules and, and decisions, rulings about the religion, except that we first know the rule from Allah ta'ala and from his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ta'ala, this is another concept that we will t tackle in another episode, bithnilahi ta'ala. But let us bring it back to this. We understand fundamentally that we have to submit ourselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that our opinion, in that our whims and our desires, then these are not frames of reference by way in which we will live our lives based upon. Now, we know what Allah ta'ala says about those who follow their vain desires. We know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about those who follow their opinions and follow their whims and their lusts. Now, this is not what we are trying to do. This is not our objective. So, when we reflect upon this statement, well, I think it's okay, then we see that this is a statement that it originates and it emerges from a most poisonous and putrid well. This is a statement that is a statement that comes from an individual speaking about Allah and about his deen without knowledge. Yeah? And this is beyond dangerous. I want you to reflect now and I want you to really think about this and to really contemplate over this and to really evaluate your life, evaluate your opinions, evaluate your stances, evaluate what you deem as being permissible and permissible, what you deem as being acceptable and not acceptable based upon the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I want you to understand that in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he starts with that which is the, 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 the least in severity and goes and ends with that which the most is the most severe. Naam? So I want you to reflect on that. Allah starts with the least of them and he ends with the worst of them. So the next time you go to say, or before we should say, you go to say, well, I think it's okay. I want you to remember this verse and then don't say that. Don't make that statement. This ayah, it comes in Surah Al-A'raf, which is the seventh surah, the seventh chapter of the Qur'an. 
And it comes inside of the 33rd verse, the 33rd ayah of this surah. Naam. So for those who want to reference it, those who want to grab a copy of their mushaf, whether it's yani, a copy of the mushaf or whether it is digitally upon their phone, pull it up inshallah ta'ala and read along with it, bithnillahi ta'ala, read along inshallah. Allah ta'ala, he starts his ayah by saying, Qul, Say unto them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you tell them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Qul, إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ رَبِّي That verily, my Lord has prohibited indeed. This is an emphasis. Naam. And it verily, these things, they are prohibited. There is no option as relates to these things. Naam. إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ رَبِّي That verily, indeed, undoubtedly, my Lord, He has prohibited الفواحش. Naam. My Lord, he has prohibited al-fawahish. Al-fawahish, what this means is great and evil sins. Great and evil sins and every kind of unlawful sexual intercourse. This is how the verse starts. Okay? So all of these things in this verse, they are bad. All of them, they are bad. They are evil. And Allah Ta'ala, he starts with that which is the least. Naam. And ends with that which is the worst. So the least of the evil things that are mentioned here are great and evil sins and every kind of unlawful, prohibited sexual act. This is where it starts. Okay? So now I want you to really reflect and use that as your frame of reference so you know exactly how bad and how dangerous it is to speak about Allah without knowledge. Naam? And to speak about the deen of Allah without knowledge. It is, it is extremely dangerous. Listen, this is how the verse starts. This is the least. This is the least of the prohibited things in the verse. They're all prohibited. But this is the least of them in its danger and its severity. And that is what? All kinds of al-fawahish. All kinds of lewd evil, indecent, sexual acts, unlawful, unlawful sexual acts, Naam. fornication, adultery, so on and so forth, unlawful sexual acts, this is how it starts, okay, Allah Ta'ala, he says, ma minha wa ma that which is committed openly, and that which is committed secretly, okay, this is how it starts. Then Allah Ta'ala, he brings what next? Well, ithm and every kind of unrighteous, um, what would you say? Oppression. Every type of evil and unrighteous oppression. Al ithm wal baghi bil haq. So all types of unrighteousness and oppression. Haram. Unrighteousness and oppression is what Allah Ta'ala he mentions next. So this is of course we know this is haram, bila shakku bila right to oppress people, all types of unrighteous actions and statements and, and, and to the end of it, haram, horrible. Naam. So the next Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He goes on to say Wa antushriku billahi ma lam yunazil bihi sultana and to 
associate partners with Allah in which he did not send down for any authority. Has given you no authority as it relates to that. So the associating of partners with Allah, shirk billah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then of course this is worse than fornication. This is worse than adultery. This is worse than oppression. This is worse than unrighteousness. Shirk is worse, is worse than all of the aforementioned things. It's worse, is is more worse and more severe and more dangerous than all of the aforementioned things. That makes sense? You with me so far? So Allah Ta'ala He starts the verse with that which the is the least in danger, the least in danger. And then he goes to that which is more dangerous, and then that which is what? More dangerous. Naam? So he starts with that which is the least, and then he goes to that which is worse, and then worse. Naam? Okay. And then Allah, but then Allah Ta'ala in the ayah there, did the ayah end with mentioning that? No. But Allah, then Allah Ta'ala goes on to say, And that you say about Allah, مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ and that you speak about Allah without knowledge. That you speak about Allah based upon that in which you have no knowledge of. You speak about the deen of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based upon that in which you have no knowledge of. Naam. Inshallah ta'ala we're going to come back to this in upcoming episodes with ta'ala and talk about it from different angles. But I just want you to reflect upon this for right now. Speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge. This is the worst thing mentioned in the verse. Naam? The worst. A person will say, how is that worse than shirk? I thought shirk was the worst sin. Shirk is the worst sin. But where does shirk come from? How and where does shirk spring from? How does shirk come about? How does polytheism come about? Except that a person spoke about Allah without knowledge. So think of the polytheism of the Christians. How did that come about? It's because they speak about Allah without knowledge and say that Allah has a son. And say that Allah is one of three. And say that there's a father, son, and holy ghost, and so on and so forth. Now, this is where it's coming about. And all this is what? Speaking about Allah with knowledge? Or speaking about Allah without knowledge? It comes from speaking about Allah without knowledge. Now, Allah Ta'ala, he says, Lem yalid wa lem yulad. That he has no children and he has no parents. He doesn't beget nor is he begotten. This is what it this is the reality. So anyone who comes and says, No, that Allah has children, then he's speaking about Allah without knowledge. Allah Ta'ala says he does not beget nor is he begotten. He has no children and he has no parents. Anyone who comes and says Mary is the mother of God, this is speaking about Allah without knowledge. Because Allah Ta'ala says he has no parents. So this person coming and saying that no, Allah has a parent, that Allah is Jesus and Jesus is, 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 is the son of Mary. Yeah, subhanAllah, all of this emanates from speaking about Allah without knowledge. Allah Ta'ala, he says, Lem yalid wa lem yulad. He does not beget, nor is he begotten. He does not have parents, nor does he has not have children, nor does he have parents. Naam. So, speaking about Allah without knowledge this is where shirk comes from. This is where shirk comes from. Now, these misbeliefs 
and polytheistic beliefs that individuals have. They emanate from what? From, from, from what? From speaking about Allah without knowledge. Speaking about Allah's deen without knowledge. So, when we put ourselves in a position due to ignorance, due to being haphazard, due to being negligent over our own well-being and our own welfare, and we start to say things like, well, I think it's okay. Be careful. You have fallen into this poison well. You have fallen into this treacherous and poison well of speaking about Allah and about Allah's deen without knowledge. Whereas we as believers, we say, We hear and we obey. That we hear and we obey. That means you have to know the command first. And then you go to move on it. So when it comes to the din, we don't take opinions. We don't, we don't take and form our world view. We don't say that something is permissible or impermissible. We don't say that something is acceptable or unacceptable. We don't take a belief except that what? That we have proofs and evidences first. What did Allah and his messenger say about this particular affair? Once we know that, then we know what to do. What was the statement of Allah and his messenger as relates to this particular issue? Once we know that, then we know what stands to take. Is this thing permissible or impermissible? Once we know that, then we know how to label it. Is this thing acceptable or unacceptable? Once we know the proofs and the evidences, then we know whether it is acceptable or unacceptable. Once we know the proofs and the evidences first, then we will know if it is okay or not. And if we don't know whether it is okay or not, then we stop. Full stop. Until we know the ruling from Allah and His Messenger. And the whole concept of, well, I think it's okay. It has no bearing on reality. Because if you thought it was okay, and it ends up not being okay, then you're still held accountable. Because you should have learned. You should have you saw what it was. And if you thought it was okay, and it actually ended up being okay, you still violate it. Because you didn't take the proper course. Because you didn't take the proper course of action and that is to what to first know the ruling on whether it is okay or not before you adopt it so it is imperative that we do not destroy ourselves by chasing after our desires and then making it more palatable to ourselves by convincing ourselves and lying to ourselves and gaslighting ourselves with our statement well i think it's okay where what you think has no bearing on reality. Where what I think has no bearing on reality. As they say, it is what it is. And that's based upon the truth. That's based upon the book. It's based upon the sunnah. It's based upon the way of the self of this ummah. So, reflect on that. Think about that. And pump your brakes until you know. And don't run around saying, well, I, I think it's okay. Because the reality of the matter is, who cares what you think? Who cares what I think? 
It's all about the deen. Until next time we meet. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.